Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I'm in quarantine. I'm Ben, and uh, I'm I'm sick. Fuck. And I'm Max, and uh, I'm here to tell you about our Lord and Savior, Alan Shilke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit. Spreading the good news. We got Max, the Coaster Dude 808. Hello, beautiful people. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, oh I'm, I'm good. Um, there's no toilet paper in a fucking square mile radius of my house, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty great. Thank you. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Hopefully you're sick like Ben. Uh, before we get into everything, <laughs> um, you're on Instagram. You got anything else? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is, of course, the Coaster Dude 808. Um, I have a YouTube channel under the same um, same alias, but I, I barely use it. I'm trying to get using it now because you know we don't really have anything else to do. Um, and um, other than that, I just have a couple of people that I wanted to plug. If you don't mind, yeah, go for it. Cool, cool. So uh, a couple of friends of mine in the community, of course, you guys know people like Chris, Airtime Thrills, and One Train Ops. Those guys are friends of mine. Um, shout out to Coaster Stalls, Analog Thrills, Lonely Thrills, Dawn Rides Coasters, Wama Cheyenne. You guys are all great, great photographers, great people. And um, yeah, everyone else knows that they're loved and appreciated. So if they complain, too bad. Damn, it's like you're giving a, an acceptance speech at an award show. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'd really like to thank the Academy, but what have they done for me? Well, this Academy invited you here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. Okay, well, I'd like to thank Zach and Ben for putting up with my ass for the next two hours. Oh, shit. Well, I, I just like to give people shit. You know how it goes. I'm glad you're a good sport. Um. Uh, yeah, always. <laughs> I want to know, though, um, can we transmit things through a podcast? If we do, then I'm just going to hit disconnect about right now. (laughs) I have antivirus software, so... (laughs) Yeah, I got Norton. Is that good? We'll see. (laughs) Swooping in with the dad joke there. So, Ben, what are you you sipping on right now? Because you're sick. Uh, just water, but um, I was about to smoke. So, you know what? If you have a sore throat, you should definitely be putting smoke into your lungs. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so actually, which reminds me of uh, so over the weekend we were joking about kind of like boomer, like boomer health things, and like just think back in the fifties if your kid was sick. Like, do you think boomer parents would like smoke a cigarette in the baby's room before they went to bed to like calm them down? I, like, and then like, oh, sit in the smoke, honey. Did is that was that actually a thing, or are you saying like they probably did that? Oh, no, that probably was a thing. I mean, I'm I believe like, it, but I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Shit, you just gotta blow a little smoke right in its face. 
Yeah, you know, like fill the room with secondhand smoke, close the door, put them off the bed. I think they knew about like, you know, smoke inhalation and shit then. Yeah, but it was the 50s. People didn't know shit. <laughs> and look where that we are when, now. That was, cigarette, that was when cigarette ads were endorsed by doctors. Oh, oh like, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Norbert suggests smoking camels because they have less chemicals than other ones. Well, I think to be fair, they didn't require you to actually use a real doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dr. Pepper could have counted. Yeah. Doctor Who. Wasn't uh wasn't that doctor the popcorn guy a doctor? Doctor uh Orville Redenbacher. Dr. Redenbacher, come quick. Old... Was that a doctor or not? I don't know. Uh no. He had a PhD in popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. He had a PhD in like thermodynamics, and the minute he popped that shit, like he's like, oh, well, this could be a thing. I got my PhD for fucking nothing. Yeah, he had the idea in his dorm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Well, I mean, back then, all you had to do is not knock up somebody and pay like $3,000 for a PhD. I mean, I'm I, I'm not sure if that's true, but I'll believe it. Tuition, the PhD tu- tuition cost back then? Probably cheap. Inflation calculator doesn't even go that far back. <laughs> I took like four online classes for Arizona State University, and I almost owed that much for just four classes. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I'm not in college right now. I hope you learned a lot out of those four classes. Yeah, I learned to not do online classes anymore. <laughs> yeah, some some online classes are fucking brutal because you go through the first week and it's like, you know, read 80 pages and then write 20 pages and then respond to like 20 people's re- it's responses on a message board. Oh dear God! Yeah, I did like I did C plus plus computer programming, followed by uh, a dance class. And mind you, I hated the dance class more. And I danced for eight years. Like I was I was a break dancer for eight fucking years. And yeah, I sat in that class just like someone, please just end my suffering. Oh my God! Because it's yeah, like she, yeah, she was she was not, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's over, but I'm also sad that I. Oh, that much money. <laughs> well, damn. With that said, damn. what are you drinking on? That's a great question. Uh, I was I was drinking water. Um, I have to I have to be somewhere after this. Otherwise, the only thing that I have sitting in my fridge right now is some sake. <laughs> Probably a one you don't hear of too much on this show. But um, since that has like fifteen percent alcohol content, I'm I'm gonna sit back and just enjoy the water I have right now. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, if you gotta drive, we don't recommend drinking too soon. Never, beforehand. never. Of course. Well, I'm sipping on some hot tea over here. Hey, yeah. You got that tea for us today too? Yeah. Well, we got some stories, so we'll be going into everything real quick before we get into uh, the news of the week. I want to give shouts out to our friend Patreon 
Logan N. Uh, he is that guy from Saskatchewan on Instagram. Thanks for your support on Patreon. Um, and that's right. We'll give you a fucking shout out at the beginning of the show. Fuck this other bullshit where they shout it at the end of the show. You get your shouts right up top. So go support us on Patreon. Thanks, Logan. So with that said, there was just a little bit of news this week. Oh yeah. So um Well hey, sorry. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I just saw something that says that Castles and Coasters have now closed and they laid off everybody. Oh. Wait, what? Breaking news on your favorite coaster sucks. Castles and coasters now closed. Jesus, man, are you kidding? <laughs> Why? I mean, oh, I mean, like, there's only like twenty people there at a time. Bro, I literally, I literally went to go to Google, and I was so paranoid about looking it up that I hit enter on the Google's link like three times, and I was like, "Why is it not working?" And then I was like, "No, it's working. I'm just an idiot." <laughs> All right, well, that's breaking <laughs> news. We'll we'll circle back around to that. First, we have some pretty exciting news. So, Max, if you want to take this one, I am. I would be more than happy to. So. Um, Currently, Iron Gwazi has begun testing at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay. And I don't know about you guys, but that thing just skyrocketed to my number one bucket list coaster above even Steel Vengeance. So I'm pretty excited for it. It looks absolutely fucking insane, especially the death roll and the overbank just look wild. Um, neck breakers, good times. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. It definitely has the pacing like uh, Zadra. I, I just watching the videos of Zadra. It looks fucking crazy. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I definitely love the direction that like RMC and Alan Shoki is still designing these, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. yeah. Our, our Lord, our Lord and Savior, got it. Um, yeah, the new kind of RMCs where these are two hundred foot, but they don't like just focus on these big hills. They're just straight into low to the ground is definitely cool. Uh, I like to think of it as, um, well, my favorite coaster is Railblazer, and this thing's basically twice the height with the same pacing. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. I do I do enjoy how the, the layout of this is a little more unique than the other RMCs, because my complaint about RMCs is that a lot of them are, are like so similar. And that when you ride them all, they feel like the same thing over and over. But I like the the new elements on here, so I'm excited. I was going to say, I was going to say, I've ridden two uh, two hybrids, I think. So um, I'll just take your word for it. But if uh, trips don't work out this summer, then once the parks open back up, I think I'm going to try to uh, bounce out there to Florida and get this uh, in my credit list. Yeah, I'm excited to ride that shit whenever it's gonna be possible uh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like i don't like when do you think it's even gonna it's just weird if they have it open maybe they'll do like a private event under 10 people <laughs> so, like people can ride it 10 lucky winners will get the opportunity to come out here and ride this ride oh wait they already did that it was the rmc crew and some of the push gardens representatives yeah so we missed well, out yeah. How do you, well? How do you think social distancing would work in an operating amusement park? Would it be one person per car? 
I think one person per every like two two cars. That way, it's like six feet. God, that'd be weird. Imagine that future. The on ride photos would be kind of funny. Just uh, you all agree to do something where you're all in your photos doing something in sync, but you'd have to buy all four photos to get it. <laughs> and they gotta wipe down every seat and every restraint in between every ride. I mean, yeah, we we were having to do that at Discovery Kingdom when we were open. It was every hour on the hour we would wipe down the trains, the restraints, all that kind of things. Basically, anything that people would touch um, every hour, and um, it, it worked for the most part. It definitely took a hit on like how many people we were getting on the trains and everything, because depending on how long it took to clean, but it's not. It wasn't too bad. And the thing is, like, you know, that sounds good. Like, it's kind of nice that they're that they started doing that. But then if you just think about like rate of transmission, it's like all you you know what I mean? Like, it's still really high risk. It's still a lot of people touching those restraints, coughing on them and stuff. Well, I guess that is a good thing that the parks have done something, which is a great segue, because what did all the parks do in the country? (laughs) Every they fucking closed. They fucking closed. That's right. <laughs> Every major park is closed, and a lot of the smaller ones are also closed and are closing as we record on Tuesday. Happy St. Patrick's Day, y'all. Rip castles and coasters. <laughs> as we were talking about before. So yeah. Every park pretty much is now closed. Uh, due to the outbreak of coronavirus. Oh, that that darn little corona! What a what a crazy world to live in right now. I'll tell you that. Well, um, do you remember like the swine flu outbreak? What was that two thousand nine? I remember like uh, when we got it. We got it on the same weekend, but. I think their only solution back then was they just put a hand sanitizer um, dispenser at the exit of the rides. And that was pretty much it. (laughs) And the funny (laughs) thing is that they would get emptied. They would be emptied out by like after an hour and a half. So you were just, everyone was just touching this like empty hand sanitizer dispenser. So it's just collecting (laughs) everybody's hands. That's when, uh, that's when you have a great idea that just bursts into flames before you even get a chance, you're like, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cedar Fair can uh, figure out a way to get a seatbelt on every ride. They can figure out a way to put a little hand sanitizer bottle on every ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, that's inventive. Just put it in a little pouch on Twisted Timbers, like the one that's below the seat. Yeah. See, that's like why that. I need to... I need to invent the patent for the fucking roller coaster car wash, like the train car wash. So you put it on like uh, your transfer track and then you just push the train through it, roll it through and cleans it. Like a I car mean, wash. we're waiting, man. You know, you got time. You're cooped up in homes. Time to start working on it. Don't get it, Ben. Woo. Uh, your favorite coaster sucks patent. <laughs> your now favorite that's... coaster wash. Now that's really good marketing. Just like, especially, um, yeah, you got it. Especially if it has a vacuum. <laughs> your your favorite coaster is being sucked currently. 
Wow, it's actually if I could just see that like a vacuum that you only see at roller coasters, and it just says like your favorite coaster sucks. <laughs> it's like where have I seen that before? <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Well, we might have to delete this so that no one takes that idea. I know, right? Just cut it out. Man, I'm I'm really thinking about that car wash thing though, the train wash. I think it's a good idea, just as long as you have like a, a blow dryer too, so that way you aren't sitting in a wet seat constantly. Right. I remember we were joking about it spraying everyone down with disinfectant. <laughs> <laughs> like on the on ride photo section, you just go through like a, a cloud of disinfectant spray. Everyone's face is just squinted because their eyes just got hit by, you know, like fifteen percent alcohol. <laughs> Or something. I just think of it like, um, imagine if they do like, um, I don't know what the function is called, but you know, like when the train is transferring into the station you, and you can like manually pause it, but oh. like do that abruptly, like every row. So it's just like this big ass fucking blasting thing. So it's like everyone lunges forward and then it sprays you and then it does the next row. Uh, you'd have to, I think you'd have to constantly let go of the dispatch enable and then repress the dispatch enable over and over oh, yeah. again for the train to just shuffle in. But I mean, you know, we just kind of stand there and make sure the ride's good. So we can, we can make it a little bit more challenging. No maintenance. Maintenance would have a way to program it. So you just hold it. And while you were holding it, it would shuffle in. Well, my ride is a premier skyrocket too. So, if anything, just when they come back in the station, coming back up the uh, the first tower, it'll just spray them right there when they like pause due to gravity and then come back. Just and then just they come back in the station, clean as a whistle, and then good to go. <laughs> well, speaking of shuffle, like brake shuffles, I was just thinking, isn't uh, wooden co- a lot of wooden coasters? I think have that like manual pause where you if you let go of the the enable button or whatever it's called, the train will stop. Yeah. They do that, they do that at Mount Olympus. And I'm yeah. sure like every person who's worked at a park is going to say how I'm incorrect. <laughs> Did you just bring I mean, I mean, to Olympus? Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Did you just say Mount Olympus? No. Yeah. No, no. Oh, boy. Let's... But I had another idea. I had another quick idea, though, for crashing the car. Imagine like... It's just a dude in maintenance on the ground spraying out the pit with like a pressure washer. And he's like smoking a cigarette and then they, they call him down on the walkie talkie. It's like, all right, and the train's coming. And then he like stands up. It's sprays everyone with a pressure washer from below. It's scruffy from Futurama. Yeah, it's exactly who I was thinking of. That's like um that's like what was it? I think it was before Sheikra existed at Bush Gardens, there was a water ride where there was like an African river village and there was a dude in like some like tribal outfit who would come out and scare you. But because like the cycles were, you know, every like so often, he would just sit and watch a TV in one of the little rooms inside the uh the buildings until he was given like a page like hey like here they come and then he would like get on his mask and go out and scare them and then go back inside and just watch tv again oh nice same guy it's the same guy they're just going to rehire him to to spray the trains now <laughs> well that'll be good off-season work but i gotta talk about mount olympus let's talk about mount olympus i had a fun little interaction yes. with them on social media 
excuse oh, me. It was a good time. Uh, <laughs> it was fun to watch. <laughs> so, anyway, I they they had posted that they were going to be open this coming weekend um, at the time of release and recording. So March twentieth. They said, come meet the Easter Bunny. We're gonna and they said, Yes, we are open. So I made a joke on Twitter and Insta where I said, Every other park in America closed due to coronavirus. Mount Olympus. Our staff is working hard to ensure that every surface has been coughed on. <laughs> and um they then proceeded to delete their post about being open. So I went ahead and said, oh, look at that. They deleted their post. So then they blocked your favorite coaster sucks. That's like Rob, mm-hmm. Rob style. So I posted about them blocking us. <laughs> then their social media lady, Emily... Shouts for using your personal account to come pick a fight with us in our comments section, <laughs> which is not a good idea because you'd think if you work in social media for a living, you would know not to engage trolls. But you would think I stand corrected because she says, you know, I said something to the effect of, well, the the CDC has recommended gatherings of no more than 50 people. And she says, the CDC uh, ruling came out 15 minutes ago. It it had definitely come out the day before. Um, yeah, that, that, that threw me off a little bit when I read that. I'm like, uh, something doesn't seem right here. And then she goes, and there's no cases in the area. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, so are you saying that everyone in the area got tested? And she's like, no, I didn't say that. Why? Why didn't you talk about everything else in the area being open? Didn't she also say, why don't you go attack some other park? Yeah, yeah. I was. (laughs) Then I said. why don't you yeah she said why don't you go attack some other park and i said why don't you use your employer's official accounts to come pick fights in our comments section instead of using your personal one (laughs) and then she deleted everything before i could screen grab it bummer i mean we all know in spirit that that shit just went down (laughs) that's why it's probably a good rule for everybody for like that's like a good like lifelong tip. Just screenshot your shit. Just, yeah, the second you see something funny, just screenshot it. You can always delete it later. That's okay. Actually, random question. Random, really random question. How big is your screenshot folder right now in your phone? I have uh one thousand nine hundred and fifty one images. Shit, that's pretty high. I, I literally was opening up because I, I screenshotted what my friend sent to me where he said, at this point, if I don't get the coronavirus, I'm suing the country for false advertisement. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> All right. I actually, I'm at 2,600. Okay. I only have 292. Okay. Jesus, Zach, come on. <laughs> I know. What's wrong with me? 
don't let me answer that but i mean um it's just a lot of it's kind of just like random stuff like literally two things up here are just me accidentally pressing the screenshot button but oh yeah that's like a lot of them you guys don't delete like, that for, shit for the most part um i haven't had time uh, like that's literally what the storage is for i have an android <laughs> oh yeah i'm not i'm not that cool I'm sorry. Well, I've learned the lesson. Always screenshot when something's going down. I was like trying oh, to find yeah. an example of T, but like I, I, I can't. So that's good. We're fine. Everything's fine. You know, besides everything not being okay, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and shit is cray out here. Although we got one piece of happy news this week. Ben, you want to talk about this? Happy Valley and Ocean Park in Shanghai have reopened. That's cool. That's great news. Is it too early? Uh, well, what they're doing is they're doing it where they're limiting the capacity, I think, like to 50%, and everyone is required to wear masks for the time being. But I don't know. I don't think it's too early. Um, I mean, I asked my mom, like I told her on the phone, I was like, well, hey, the parks in like China are opening back up. And she goes, well, that doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that's fine. I think, you know, th they had it, what, a couple months ahead of us in Disneyland and these parks all closed back in January. So right. what I'm thinking is this is a good sign for all of us park fans. So long as we all do our part to try and contain this shit. The, the better we're off to getting there. I was about to say, I don't want to be the negative Ned, but it's like, if we don't take the same kind of precautions that some of these other countries are doing, then, you know, these parks could stay closed for a lot longer. Cause there's right. like, like us three right now, like, what are we doing? Well, Zach's quarantining himself. Ben's quarantining himself. Max is attempting the quarantine himself. And, you know, then there's these people who still want to go out to the clubs and everything, which is why they shut down all that kind of extraneous crap, just because your will to want to go and socialize and drink is more important than spreading a disease that doesn't have a cure yet. Okay, cool. That's fine. Just fuck up everybody, why don't you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, especially because, like, um, it just, yeah, like, I'm really concerned about a lot of places that I kind of grew up where people really have bad hygiene and don't wash their hands and they don't think they have to. So oh, no, definitely concerned about those parts of the country. Mm, yeah. They, they, they're not staying home and. Well, hopefully they, uh, they're a little bit tighter on cracking down on the, uh, the curfew and the quarantine and that kind of thing and not just allowing them to go anywhere because everyone's got to play a part right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the only way this stuff is going to go away, and like, I think that's why this is such a great story is because it shows us that, hey, you know, China was doing everything they could, and now their parks are reopened. And of course that doesn't just mean their parks are reopened. That's going to be everything, you know, the malls, the restaurants, what, you, you know, everything they got, that's all back open too. Yeah. So like, it's a great sign to see that. Cause it means that look, Hey, there's going to be an end to it, but it definitely takes 
all of us doing our part on that. Well, let's hope to let's hope to hell we all do that then. Well, I mean, if you're generally trying to avoid any non-essential direct contact with anybody, then you're doing a good job. And also washing your hands. Hygienic introverts, we salute you. Sorry, I felt like I needed to say that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we're all feeling it. Just but... like, it's like literally just cutting down on how many people you see in a day can make all the difference. I mean, to be honest, I literally just go to work and then I just spend time with my girlfriend. And at this point, if one of us has it, then the other one's probably going to have it too, which is fine. But I mean, it's just the way it is, but we, we both know that if they came down to that, we'd be quarantining ourselves too. So, Well, so as far as um, the economy and that kind of thing, I actually wonder if this is going to be a time where we're going to see some park closures like mm. in a month or so. I get worried about that with Six Flags a lot just because of where they have been. I mean... It's hard to follow word of mouth and what people are posting, but I mean, that's a company that's taken a lot of hits and they've done it to themselves. Sure. But I mean, this kind of thing could be devastating to them in general. Oh yeah. I, th I think they would probably be the first one to fail. Definitely. Which is hard because I work there on the weekends and a lot of my favorite rides are at Six Flags parks. But, um, you know, we, I try to explain this to people who just get upset about this whole situation in general is it's like, we don't really have control over it. It's just what's happening. And now it's just got to see itself through. So that also includes what's going to happen to these parks, you know? Well, you got to imagine if Six Flags is like done, done, then somebody else is going to come in and scoop up at least some of the properties yeah i mean it it'd be kind of interesting to see who because take for example my home park being discovery kingdom an hour away is great america so you know would cedar fair want to buy that as well or would it be somebody else or would they want to make it SeaWorld? I mean, that would probably be the closest thing that i could think of just because we already have some sea attractions with like the seals and dolphins but um, it's just something that I, I, I've been haven't even been thinking about, to be entirely honest with you. <laughs> well, the, the mega merger. The mega merger. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it a couple months now. I said it earlier. I think that not all three regional park brands are going to survive the 2020s. Well, this is a uh, this is a great start to the decade. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Well, this might be the time that it happens. Who knows? Look out for cedar flags. Oh God! <laughs> Isn't that like an Instagram account? There's someone probably named Cedar Flags because they thought they were clever. Oh right. yeah, I'm sure it's a thing. So Cedar Flags are a six fair. What, I like Six Fair. That sounds so good. So what you guys are thinking is that Six Flags will close and then those parks will then be, what, divided up between Cedar Fair and SeaWorld or some forgotten? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I vote I vote St. Louis to be forgotten. <laughs> That's a good park, though. I mean, yeah. It, well, what? All of them are good parks. Let's let's not like say that none of them like are bad. Even Six Flags America has its charm, but like in reality, it's sixteen Six Flags parks, I believe, that there are currently. And if you're talking about Sea World, Cedar Fair, possibly even Fun Spot, um, please God no Apex, stay the fuck away from these parks. Um, <laughs> like you're only looking at a few contenders to buy out these sixteen parks. So, I mean. In the end result of Six Flags Parks, St. Louis and America are kind of looking at the lower end of it all. I could definitely see Six Flags America going because there's already kind of, there's already a few parks in that region. St. Louis is still kind of the only thing in that metro area. Isn't Silver so Dollar City? Okay. What was that? Isn't Silver Dollar City, or am I not sure how geography works? That's several hours away. Same with Worlds of Fun. Oh, yeah, shit. I think it's for yeah, I think it's far enough or far enough away. Plus, um that park is kind of a destination park. That might be good for Cedar Fair to pick up then, because I mean the only thing close to that would be like Worlds of Fun, right? No, that's right. that's even further. Than well then th- that's City. even that's even better then. Yeah. Because then they won't have two close properties. They would pretty oh much my God. own the state of uh Missouri, other than Silver Dollar City. In state of misery. So, random memory. Do you remember going on a to can to, or what was it? We went to Worlds of Fun on a day trip. Yep. And we picked up a By friend far. of ours. It was it was our buddy Roller Monkey, and we picked up that buddy of ours in Iowa at college. Mm-hmm. And we met uh, Aaron Coaster eighty nine. Go check him out on Instagram. He's got great art. We met him out there that was such a i just remember well actually i'm curious how far that is that was a long fucking drive with the stop it was like nine hours jesus okay yeah so like each way you know yeah god damn because we stopped it Whichever that was, University of Iowa, Iowa State. Okay, yeah, it was through Des Moines. Okay, so it was about seven and a half hours each way. Oh my god, no thanks. <laughs> like the the five hour drive and six hours back from L.A. was enough for me to say uh, next time I'm probably gonna fly. But yeah, well, um. The problem is, is I think Zach and I, we, we drank and we didn't get any sleep the night before. So it was like we were up till three and then we got picked up at four. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I bet those rides felt so good being half awake the entire time or just not awake at all. No, it was still super oh, yeah. fun. They have Worlds of Fun is the one with uh, Black Mamba and Prowler, right? Or not Black Mamba, just Mamba. Yeah, yeah. It probably was my 400, yeah. Oh, shit, all right. Um, I don't even have 100, yeah! Well, it, it, here's the deal. It's not a whose dick is bigger contest. 
No, it's it's completely we fine. Could, and we, we all know we all know in the end though our dicks are all still bigger than Rob Alvey's, all right? So if that just makes <laughs> us feel good. Well, hey, that's that's not confirmed. We we don't know. It's well, hypothesized. Maybe. Actually, has anybody seen his dick? Like, do we know anybody who's seen it? I mean, well, it's his just wife, like I maybe. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I mean, Some like guy uh, on Grinder hits you up after we post this episode, like I have. Nice. <laughs> yeah, leak his dick pic. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because, like, it's not a whose dick is bigger contest. It's like, um, so I'm actually I am good friends with One Train Ops Logan, um, and um, nice he's great. But. Of the show. I know. Guys, <laughs> what you said. Yeah, friend of the show. He's he's awesome. Um, but he has even stated that we share the exact same kind of passion for coasters, even though his count is over seven hundred and fifty, and mine's at fifty-four. It doesn't matter so how many it, you've been on. It's just about enjoying and really like having a good time with friends. That's pretty much the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it. really nice. <clears throat> I'm like I'm literally facing in front of a wall of like on ride photos from rides and it, it's exactly that. Like all these pictures are fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, having a good time with friends. Exactly. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean looking back probably the most passion was when I was under like a hundred. And then eventually it's more like a it's more um comp- not competitive, that's not the right word. Um <laughs> after like after you get a hundred then it almost becomes work like you're you know what i mean like you're collecting well, at that yeah point. it's more like it's more like oh there's like this handful that look really good but i gotta ride all the other ones too mm-hmm. i think and, yeah like it's fun when you go to a park when your count is low and you're like wow like i've been in nine parks but i this is my first boomerang and then like oh this is my first stand-up just weird you know like then you when you ride all the everything it's like then it just becomes numbers. I did that at Magic Mountain. Oh, I came there and I go, my first stand-up coaster, and this is my first flying coaster, and oh, look, an RMC. And then, yeah, I I, I completely get that. Um, yeah, because that's one of the things, too, is like I, I don't really want to have a high coaster count because I feel like after a while it gets drowned out by a lot of kiddie rides and those kind of deals. Well, you can always skip the kiddie rides. Oh yeah, you're right. But also, you know, the credit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna credit whore, you're gonna credit whore, and and once you start, it's it's really hard to stop. I found out the hard way. Honestly, if I didn't have all of my shit already tracked before I like got back into this, there's no way I would have given a shit. It's just That's that fair. since I already had a good like a really good track and the spreadsheet and everything, it's like fuck it i've already got everything else in place <laughs> so why not why yeah. not just continue it well well my concept is like if the kitty rides are there then you know ride them but for example i have a friend who has over 800 credits and the difference between him and i in the sense of how much we will do for kitty rides is i contemplated if it was logically and financially reasonable for me to drive to la to get 24 credits so that's a five-hour trip. This guy said he was driving twelve hours for two kitty rides and then going back home. Yeah, that that's, shit's way too no. That sounds like our buddy Roller Monkey. 
right, Ben? Oh yeah, but like the thing though is like he got over a thousand, so at that point it's cool. Like it's <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like there's that window where it's like, okay, if you're just only hitting kitty shit. That's true. If you get to a thousand, but you hit a thousand kitty rides. There's no more shame in it then. <laughs> right. No, I want I want someone's credit count to be literally a thousand roller coasters, but it's all like wacky worms and Chinese knockoff SLCs. Just... That'll be a capable probably in like another decade, fifteen years. Be yeah, enough, and that like, person will knock off rides everywhere across like China and other Asian countries and Eastern Europe. I don't know. Energy Landia will run out of funding, so they'll start getting like Golden Horse to do their work. <laughs> yeah, they'll start buying Golden Horse rides. It's like wow. That we're... that is. That is a thing. Is Abyssus is almost done being built? I think, right? Yeah, but I heard that like the government funding isn't going to keep going for that place. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. oh, I didn't even know that. That's that was government funded. Well, it's not like public, but the government propped it up to for tourism. Oh, I mean, that okay. would make sense. I mean, that that assuming though is after the Vacoma mine train that they're going to be doing, then they'll probably just stick with it and hope that the sales come through. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure. Which is a shame because the Shockwave Plus model there it looks amazing, as well as Zadra too being there. So it would suck if the park kind of like plummeted from this point. Well, when right. I talked to uh, James Larson here on the show. He was telling me that there's like no hotels in the area. <laughs> like he said he literally stayed in a camper. Government funding, man. Like you got to use it right. <laughs> so I'm I all like, for. Go ahead. So uh, was that just for tourism or is it I wonder if it's near like a metropolitan area at least or if it's just middle of nowhere. I think I it's know. near Krakow. Okay. Because Legendia yeah, is near there too, and I think that's also pretty close to Krakow. Okay. I'm like looking to see if I can get like a map thing. Yeah, it's in well, it's in Sator, Poland. Which I don't know where oh, that, that is. That, so that helps a bunch. Thanks. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking it up right now. You said what? Krakow. I, I don't know anymore. Zator, Poland. Cool. Um, no, I don't want to know how far it is from here. <laughs> does it so tell you? Does it even? Does Google even give you like a flight estimator right now? Um, they're like thirty like had two days. It, it had quick specs for me. Um, they actually have two parks here. They have like a little park called Legendia. Wait. No, there's um like a a grass or there's like this weird like park park like an actual like flower park called uh, Owado or I think I don't know how to say Polish things. And then there's a little like tiny carnival uh called um Rozilu I don't know. But um, they're sitting across, and actually, it's kind of funny that we were talking about is this place a busy place? Well, Zator itself is like a couple of streets, maybe a few stores. 
Okay. And then Energy Landia just off in the corner, uh, big enough to where Hyperion's just an and landmark. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but that's kind of scary. As for, the thought of like staying in a camper in the middle of nowhere in Poland. So Krakow is like kind of a good distance away from Zator. Interestingly. Well, so I just looked up. It's only six hundred bucks to fly there from Chicago if you were wanting to leave tonight. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I mean, this is Google. Uh, this is the Google flight thing. So I don't know. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure once you try to buy it, it won't let you buy it. But boop boop boop. <laughs> this is a PSA. All uh, travel to Europe has been suspended. <laughs> yeah, has Energy Landia even announced that they're like not going to be opening? Apparently, they made an announcement, but it was in Polish, so who knows what it says? <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> I'm only learning Dutch. I can't do everything for you guys. <laughs> wow, Google Translate. Dutch. Why not? You didn't get the email beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so everyone who's on this show needs to know how to speak Polish. And um, if you don't, you can you can fucking leave. <laughs> and we prefer a college yeah, degree. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I only took four classes. Well, I dropped out twice, three times. So, you know. I mean, there could be a degree for dropping out. I would have it. <laughs> You'd have a PhD in dropping out. It's, like, so, it's just uh, really simple, kids. Don't Don't do it. <laughs> Anyway, I just saw that Mount Everest closed <laughs> because of coronavirus. So they can close mountains wait. now. The, wait, the actual Mount Everest? <laughs> yeah, I think they're not going to allow people to climb on it, which I think is a great idea because people have been trashing that for so long. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> wow, I didn't know they could just like... Sorry, folks, mountain's closed. <laughs> The uh, the moots out front should have told you that. <laughs> We're refurbishing it. <laughs> come come check it out in 2021 as uh, as Twisted Everest RMC came in. They uh, they revamped it. It's a hybrid mountain now. Man, Golden Horse should R or Golden Horse should do like an eye box design on top of a mountain. Fal- Falcon's Fury, but yeah. Golden Horse <laughs> or Falcon's Flight. I don't even, you know, I don't even know what the name of that is called because I I could not stand that like horrible video of um, Six Flags the uh, Kadia. And here's oh, yeah. this ride that doesn't make any sense. Uh, physics, fuck that shit. The, the Golden Horse is going to build that one. Anytime you say Golden Horse, my brain just plays a loop of the time that one of their knockoff SLCs didn't clear the brakes in the station. Like the brakes just didn't work. And the train just went flying back through at like 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. This is the start of the official Your Favorite Coaster Sucks drinking game. Every time we say Golden Horse, take a drink. 
<laughs> anyway, we can resume. <laughs> just like someone says it like seven times in a row, just like have fun getting drunk, fuckers, and then just like leaves the room. Yeah, the beginning of the show, golden horse, golden horse, golden horse, golden horse, golden horse, golden horse. Hey. And if you kids don't try this at home, adults feel free. Don't be driving when you're doing this. Please don't be driving when you're doing this. It is the exact reason why I am sad that I cannot have any sake right now. You're in quarantine. You have nothing else to do. <laughs> I know Zach can just get with it. Yeah, except I'm, I only have one drink left. Now, I am thinking about drinking it because it is St. Patrick's Day and I live in Chicago. Oh, you know what? I forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Now I really want a drink. Why isn't our episode green? Why aren't we green? That was that was the only response I had. I'm green. Like, how do you know I'm not green? I don't know. You don't sound green. Are, no. are we talking okay. about like gang green or are we talking about like green with envy or are we talking about like hulking out? Like I need some context here. Um, due to coronavirus, we're not able to give you context. Context is Every, closed context, for the next context. 30 days. <laughs> context is quarantined until further notice, you know? All right. Oh, dear God. So, oh, shit. It's time for a fun-ass segment. Ben, you ready for this? Uh, Give me, give me one second. I'm going to refill my water bottle. I can hear the water running. I'm still sipping water over here. No, I made some crystal light. Some off-brand crystal light. Hey, off-brand is sometimes better, you know? It's like half the price, so fuck yeah, it's better. I always the- really liked the... the. It was like knockoff crystal light, but it had caffeine in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they make that still. We, they, call oh, that, so they call that crack cocaine. Flavor, they make flavored ones now? Yeah, I think. Right. I wouldn't know. Purple I don't, crack. I don't... <laughs> Tastes like grapes. <laughs> grapes! I mean, okay, shit, so... there's purple weed, so... I don't think it works like that. <laughs> It'd be like some Breaking Bad shit. Uh, I put chili pepper. No, I put some Kool-Aid powder in when I'm cooking. <laughs> Just put some food coloring. Wait, wasn't that already part of the story? One of the guys was putting chili pepper in his in his meth. Yeah, like instead of that, it'd be like, oh, I put a little Kool Aid and powder in there, <laughs> but he's cooking crack instead. And then it's like, as he's making it, he just goes, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and a crackhead busts through the wall. Just like where? <laughs> you got some rocket to right. tell me? All right, so. Um, Ready? Yeah, it's time for the killer coaster of the week. <laughs> and this week's killer coaster is the Wizard at California's Great America. Now you see, this is this is interesting because I didn't know that there was a Wizard at California's Great America. Did I they, was were they about it. were they both bought at the same time for both the Marriotts? No, Marriott built both the parks and then sold them at the same time. 
interesting. Yeah, it's actually really interesting to think about that Marriott actually built a park. It's kind of cool. Two of them, and they had a third one planned. So the wizard here at Six Flags Great America still is, <coughs> excuse me, standing to this day. Okay, so I was looking it up, like the the incident. So apparently a 13-year-old boy was killed while attempting to board the roller coaster, or was that it? That's it. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's, that's the show, folks. We'll see you next time here on – yeah. Um, damn, okay. Well, it was 1980, so, I mean, safety, safety precautions were uh, non-existent. Yeah, that's why the wizard – at Six Flags Great America, well, I guess you know the Wizard of Great America now has seatbelts and has operated with them. I think since then. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely understand that. I, it's, I don't know. A lot of the time, like coaster deaths are interesting to me because people like who don't know would just blame the roller coaster when in reality it's pretty much almost always human error or just something that happens to the person itself. Right. And then they'll go and just say, oh, you know, the ride's scary because this happened. It's like, no, like they died because someone was an idiot and pressed the dispatch button when there's a person trying to walk across. So, you know. <laughs> and that, that could kind have of been thing. the case with with the wizard. I mean. Was, the, was there some context where, the, where he was like <clears throat> standing up in his seat like he was, con- like he wasn't sure if the ride was gonna border. Like, because back then there probably wasn't air gates, so like he thought he could sit into an empty seat, and then he ended up like falling forward. Um, I'm not sure because it said it was while he was attempting to board. Oh. So I don't know if that means that like he like tried to board and then like fell like onto the track, or it says several Maybe. others were injured as well. Oh, okay. Which is kind of strange. Well, context has taken is is not available at this time, as we were just covering. <sighs> Fucking Corona. But yeah, there we go. It's actually really funny because um, I was thinking about this on the last episode when you guys did the killer coaster of the the week. It was what Batman the Ride at Six Flags Over Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I was like, fucking shit, because as a Six Flags write-up in the 101 training for rides, they show that as an example of why you need to make sure people stay out of the restricted uh, areas and, like, the danger zones is that exact incident. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I know all about this. And then I was like, glad I missed it by a week. Hooray. <laughs> well, what do you mean by they, what, like, what do they do by showing it? Do they have, uh, they, have, they, have they, they have footage of the dead dude? No, um, they pretty much uh, it was an old news report of uh, kind of like an off ride uh, aerial view of Batman the ride and just explaining the situation, what happened. But um, okay. like it came, they also they also did the new Texas Giant incident as well, which um, I can understand for my park because part of the biggest reason why Superman got seatbelts in 2013 was because of the new Texas Giant incident. So, um, yeah, but I was just kind of cracking up with that. I'm like, I missed it by a damn week. But um, as Zach said last week, and I'll say it again, do not ever 
ever, no matter what it is, go into a restricted area on a ride. It is dangerous, and even though you think you are okay and can grab whatever you lost, whether it be a hat or a phone, it's not worth it. Go to guest relations or let a ride operator know so that way they can handle the situation. But your life is not as important as a hat or a phone. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, only only do that if you like drop your jewel or your PAX device or something. <laughs> only do that if you're just asking for it, really. And, only and that's that, the thing that only do it if you dropped your mustache wax. Then it's okay. Oh shit. Yeah, if it was that case, then I'd be happy to get hit. Um, but here's what I'm going to tack on. Don't mess with your restraints on a coaster, ever. It's time for a super fun sketch. I think we're all ready for this. There's segment. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> ben, you ready for this? Yeah. It's time for the Disney Minute. Oh, shit. <laughs> To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Gonna go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. Welcome everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. All the parks are closed. All of the parks are closed. All the parks are closed. All the parks are closed. <laughs> All the parks are fucking closed, kids. Closed. Wait, shit, guys. Did we mention that the parks are closed? I don't think we fitted that one in there. Yeah, we missed it. Fuck. Well, hopefully you caught that. And by that, I mean what Ben was coughing out. Yeah, shit, dude. Gotta get better soon. Well, the funny thing is I, I accidentally drank water too. Like, I drank water really weird right before that, so I was legitimately choking on water. <laughs> oh, good. He sold it. Dude, that was commitment. Hey, you. Yeah, you, listening to your favorite coaster sucks. Guess what? You're probably wearing a shirt. You need shirts. I'm almost certain that you're wearing a shirt right now, and if you're not, hey. Uh, But either way, everybody needs shirts. Everybody. Did you stain your last shirt? From uh, from a coke bender, blowing your nose too many times, bloody noses. Did it get torn up doing a sick BMX trick? Did it get stained from a B and M invert in the rain? Or did some stripper leave a snail trail on you? Did it get jizzed on from that night you fell asleep after jerking off still with your clothes on? 
Or your shirt got jizzed out at Hollywood Nights during ERT. We've all been in all of those scenarios. So we have a solution for you all. We have shirts. And they're now available on Amazon. And it's a play on the golden tickets. So if you think the golden tickets are bullshit, you should get one. Yeah, there's that's the great thing. Even if you don't like us, it still just says your favorite coaster sucks. It looks like the golden ticket logo. Wear it when you ride the beast. Make some Kings Island fanboy cry. Tell him that his favorite coaster sucks. Ohio sucks. We also have another design that has uh, like a roller coaster on it. And it says your favorite coaster sucks. And holy shit, maybe you're already wearing a shirt and it's not warm enough. You need something else. Problem meet solution. We got sweatshirts also at Amazon. Same designs. Here's the beautiful thing, Ben. The shirts, they come in all the sizes. What about tall sizes? If it if they're available on Amazon, they're available. Don't fuck up our ad. <laughs> <laughs> we got ten colors. Don't you ask about any specific fucking shades. I want magenta. I believe it might be available. Nice. Um, the shirts are only fifteen bucks. That's cheap as shit. Yeah, what can you get for $15? I mean, like, besides maybe some food and a few beers, but nothing else of value. It's less than $15. I would like a dime bag and a blunt and a lighter? I mean, nothing. Can't get shit for 15 bucks. But you can get your favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. 15 bucks. Buy a fucking sweatshirt. 30 bucks. They say your favorite coaster sucks. Nothing else needs to be said, man. Go on Amazon. Type in your favorite coaster sucks. You will find our shit. Go and buy one. And if you send us a picture of you wearing our shirt, we'll repost it. Alright, that's it. Buy a shirt. We're not asking, we're telling. Now back to the show. Your favorite coaster sucks. All right, so we got some interview questions we like to ask. I got some answers for you. Ben, you want to take the first one and we'll trade off? Yeah, sure. So what is the worst roller coaster that you've ever ridden? I had to I had to think about this because I haven't ridden that many, and I was like, well, I haven't really ridden that bad of ones i mean you could say like coast rider but i mean everyone thinks that's terrible but uh for me the worst coaster that i've ridden is actually roadrunner express at my home park discovery kingdom and um the reason why is like there's an exact same zamperla gravity coaster at magic mountain um and the reason why they're completely different is they let you sit on whatever side you want on speedy gonzalez but on Roadrunner Express, they make bigger people sit on the right. 
and the whole ride turns to the right, so you're getting thrown to the left, straight into a metal T-bar that doesn't have any padding. So I did that once, and that's all I needed to do, because that was some painful-ass shit. <laughs> yeah, but are you tall? I'm 5'11", but I okay. don't really have any meat on my legs, so just getting ran into that thing for three laps was not exactly what I call pleasure, pleasurable experience, but well, to some potato, potato. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what park has the best bathrooms? Mm, definitely not my home park. Um, <laughs> no, um, I've only been to parks in California, so my answers are going to kind of suck. But if I were to say the only ones that I like really remember to be good were Great Americas, California Great Americas. And the biggest reason why is because they were one-way restrooms. So you didn't have any like crowding at the entrance and running into another dude um, through trying to walk in. But then, too, they were like, really nice and everything as well. So um, I definitely like that concept of having one way to go in and another way to go out. I really had to think about that. All right. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah. What's the worst media day enthusiast events that you've ever experienced? So actually, it's kind of funny. I have a story for not only media day, but just also enthusiast event and opening day experience. So if you want to bear with me, I can give you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Cool. So the only media day I've ever been a part of was uh, Batman the Ride at Discovery Kingdom when it opened up. Um, And it was a midnight event. And uh, while it was a good time, I think the most disappointing part of it was the fact that they stopped running the other rides while we had to stand there for like an hour and a half and watch the Six Flags reps try to get their shit together and then 30 minutes explain, hey, thanks to the city and this park, and now we have a new ride. Go wait two hours in line to ride it. Yay! I was like, I could be riding the Joker right now. And... (laughs) I'm stuck having to stand here in like 40 degree weather and listen to this, but um, that was, um, that was fun. Um, As for like ACE or enthusiast event, uh, there was the ACE event at Six Flags, uh, which was like the Fright Fest spooktacular or whatever. And this wasn't really like a bad experience besides the Joker actually valid, which I can get into later. But um, Holy moly. Yeah, because it's well, okay, so we were talking about earlier with the uh, the stop, like the stopping of the wooden coasters by letting go of the dispatch button. So it made me think of the story because with the Joker, the Joker sends out the trains from the station, I think, I'm not sure the exact speed, but it's it's definitely high up there because it's got to get enough speed to head over the, the bunny hills. And um, if you were to let go of the dispatch button anytime earlier than the train hasn't left the station, the wheels stop. So apparently in this case, whoever was at the uh, unloader side of the station let go too early, and the last drive tire in the station stopped when the train was still through it, so it slowed the train down enough to where it valleyed before it hit the chain lift. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, they were able to get it back up. I'm pretty sure they just pushed the damn thing up the lift hill, like, just to get it to catch and then go, but... um. We were we were doing a uh, Q and A with one of the guys who used to be head of maintenance at the park, 
And all I remember from that was uh, there's this woman riding Batman the Ride, and it's like right next to the park or it's a little picnic area. And she was screaming at the fucking top of her lungs the entire 30 seconds of that ride. And everyone who was sitting there, like, trying to listen to this guy, we couldn't help but start laughing because just every other second is just, like, this blood-curdling scream coming from Batman. And just like, all right, lady, I, I see I see you. You're having a good time. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, I think out of all that, if, if there was a worst thing, because both of those weren't really that bad, it was opening day. For Six Flags last year, uh, Discovery Kingdom. They're they're all year round park, but um, they actually have like a time where they're open every day. And I will I started going when I became an enthusiast um, during the off season still. So I was coming on weekends. I was getting there eh, fairly right before the park opened, so it was still dead. So I didn't know what it looked like when summer kicked in. And I get there usually normal time that I do. And there are lines, lines, like a literal flood of people at the security gate alone. And I think it took like an hour and 45 minutes just to get through security. Whoa. Yeah, why is yeah. it? It keeps happening. Like I keep hearing about insane security lines. It's yeah. just because of people. Like I, it was like a lot of like school groups and everything like for for summer trips, I guess. But the part that irritated me the most was all there's only one lane for express, which is where people who don't have bags. And because Six Flags has locker policies for most of their rides, I usually just keep all my shit in my pockets. So I'm like, OK, so I'm going to try to go to express. And so I'm like walking on the outside and this fucking Karen ass mom is like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm going to the express. And she goes, no, you're going to wait in line behind everybody else. And I'm just like, I really don't want to deal with her. So I just kind of like stopped moving forward. And then I just waited till all these other kids started moving. And then I just started going and I was like, bye. <laughs> Have a great day, asshole. Like, wait, so, what, or, so is the express thing like halfway through the line? The express thing is all the way to the right. But the problem is, is that everyone's cattle pen to where no one can squeeze through to the right side. Everyone's oh. just stuck together. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Um, so I started getting there to the park like literally an hour before park opening just to not experience that again. Oh, shit. Yeah, pe people suck. <laughs> Damn. Well... I had some pretty bad experiences with security at Six Flags over Texas and Six Flags Magic Mountain, but I think it's just they don't have the best setup for everything. Well, at least it's not Six Flags America, and they didn't beat you, so. <laughs> what, is there a story for that? I think I heard something, uh, I can't remember if it was like Ride This One or whatever, where a guy was taken out of Six Flags America and the cops like, or the security like beat him up. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't remember the full details, but it was it was roughly around those lines. It was good times. That's not surprising because uh, I remember we had security at Cedar Point for all the housing and employee stuff. And I want to say they were like cops in training, so they weren't official cops. <laughs> They were like, but they pretended they had that authority. So they're usually just like really douchey. Oh, wonderful. So I think those are probably the same types of status of people that work at the park. 
Yeah, like this is this is what you get paid for, but you think you're better than that, but you're really not. <laughs> well, uh, so what's the best dragon wagon you've ever been on? So I've actually, you know, what's funny is uh, dragon wagon wise, I think I've only been on one, and it was at like the county fair back where I used to live in Amador County. Um, can't even remember the name of it to save my life, but I have been on kind of a dragon wagon. It's like a little kitty ride that is a dragon roller coaster at Thunderland in Sacramento. I don't know if you've been there yet, but is that the one, do they have a wild mouse? They don't. That is Scandia. Out, oh, okay. um, that's the mini golf place. There is a little small theme park right next to Southland park in uh, like midtown Sacramento uh, called Thunderland. And like, it's super cheap like to go there because it's all for kids, but they have, uh, I think it's a, God, I can't remember who manufactured it. Um, I have to look it up, but it's uh, called flying dragon. And this ride surprisingly like took me off guard because it has like a lift hill that's a circular lift hill, so it like brings you up in a spiral. And then when it gets to the top, you're still turning by the drop. So you hit the drop and in the back row you're still getting pulled like out of the turn. Okay. I mean it's not like it's not like amazing. It's just it's just Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out who the hell. That's actually a pretty, I mean, looking at this ride, it has some landscaping, like it's built into a hill. So as far as, you know, dragon wagons are concerned, it's pretty interesting. That's just, that's crazy because I'm like right over there all the time. Yeah, it's made by Wisdom Rides. But um, yeah, it's only, it was only like $2 for two tickets or something like that, or like $4. It was not that expensive at all. And it shouldn't be for, you know, a, a dragon wagon, but right. Oh, wow. I'm looking up the Google maps. Yeah. Shit. I'll have to keep that in mind. I mean, I don't know their hours and especially right now with the whole Corona shit, um, probably would definitely not be open because of a bunch of little, uh, children everywhere who don't know anything about hygienics, but yeah. What a life. Well, you've been here for, wait, you've been coming here for like two and a half years. Yeah. Um, I started a project out there early 2018. Um, and then I've been going there pretty consistently. Well, not in the last year, but, um, everything I still got it. Everything's based there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely worth the, the visit. I would say just for that ride. And then I still haven't even ridden the one at Scandia because the last time I went, it was broken. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah I, I was I like, Oh, good. I was like, is this Scandia or is this six flags? I don't know what's going on right now. Cause Lith motor broke. <laughs> yeah, that's such an odd park too, because it's it's off of uh, I think it's off of eighty, right? It's off of eighty, it's off of 80 yeah. Or no, just eighty. Okay, yeah. And then it's like it's just really where it's just like really random that it's there, and they have the they have a hotel there and everything. It's like people go there for the weekend or. Yeah, well, they have they have like go karts, batting cages, mini golf. An arcade—they're—they're they're nothing special. They also have that sky scream, which um, 
is a interesting experience. It's like yeah. it's like that basically like the mini Adirondack Outlaw kind of looking thing, but um, the skyscraper. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's one I used to operate. I used to operate the one at Cedar Point. Yeah, but this thing. Years. This thing felt like so legal because instead of like an over the shoulder, like a hard over the shoulder, or whatever, it was literally just like a bunch of seat belts just wrapped around each yeah. other. Yeah, it's so much. It's so much better. That's what. That's what made it so fun. Um, <laughs> and the, the the fun thing was like when you like working it, you got so good at strapping people in. We'd have races <laughs> to see who could do it faster. I'm sure they're like, "Is this safe? Like you're doing it fucking fast." <laughs> And you're so. I do remember we had this procedure where you have to say check. Like you'd have to pull on the strap above the shoulders at the hips, and then the uh, the crotch belts. I think they did that too. Yeah, they had to make sure that everything was locked in. Yep, and then you'd have to swap. You'd have to like then check each other's straps because there's two people on the platform. But like to break out the guests, we would sometimes be like, you know, all you have to do is like say oops. Like when you we would swap, so when you check the other person's, you'd walk away. It's like, hey, like why was yours different? (laughs) Oh, so good, especially when they were drunk. So fun. Well, so if you missed, if you so if you missed out, Zach, my favorite dragon wagon is actually a good one. (laughs) All right, that's that's it. That's that's the show. (laughs) Fantastic! Thanks for catching me up to speed. Yeah, for sure. So, um, have you ever asked a ride operator out? <laughs> uh, when I was a guest at Six Flags, yeah, sure did. Now working there, uh, no. Uh, when I was a guest, there was a ride operator um, who worked one of the rides in the DC universe, and uh, she and I just like she started noticing that I was there like all the fucking time, which I was because I think I visited that park like well over thirty times before I started working there uh, last year alone, and. Um, like I thought, like I thought she was cute, and I like asked her out and whatnot. But we ended up becoming friends, and especially now working there, we're all just like friends with each other. But there was there was that small moment where I thought there was something that could have been like realistic, and then I'm like, nah, this is Six Flags. The relationship's probably just gonna break down, and maintenance isn't ever gonna come and fix it. Uh, uh, that joke's gonna get old real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if well, you did, um, what? Go ahead. No, oh. go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being rude. If you did date someone working at a theme park and it came with benefits associated with whatever department they were working in, like, for example, they worked in food, they could give you free food. What department um, would you use? You know, I thought about this for a good minute because you listen to the show enough. You're like, all right, well, all these people have these crazy answers. Um, but for me, I'm going to say something that probably no one has, has said yet. I would date a full-time supervisor. Um, and the reason why is because I'm good friends with the full-time supervisor that uh, is at my park. And he's not really a coaster enthusiast. He likes them, but the job kind of made him like them. But this dude has well over 400 credits without even trying because he just is able to go and access these parks to like whether it's for business meetings or anything like that. He's just there for them. And so he has all these stories of like Steel Vengeance, like all these other parks and everything and being there for those. And I'm like, that would be cool. 
to date that person and then they like if there was a plus one you know they'd take you yeah for sure that's a good answer man oh thank you do you guys hear a baby yeah hold on <laughs> oh is it uh... is it your baby no, it is not my baby. Um, I have next door neighbors, and the laptop is right next to the wall. But um, I don't, I don't hear the baby because I have headphones in. But that's funny that you guys do. It was like really clear. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it actually sounded like there's a baby in another in another room. Yeah. These I, walls are I was so legit thin. Like, oh shit! Sorry, is that your baby? <laughs> nah, nah, it is not my baby. Like as if I you mean, picked up a laptop and walked into a room that had a baby in it, you know? I mean, give me like five years and then we'll we'll have another episode. And then I'll actually hold my baby and just piss him off while he's in my arms. And then I'll just cry the whole time. And we'll, we'll do that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, see, me thinking ahead for all of us. No, that's, a dr- that's a good drinking game. What, every time we say golden horse, do you let your baby cry? Or is it... Oh, wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Every time the baby cries, we just take a drink, which is what most parents will probably end up doing. (laughs) Like, oh, shit. Well, um... Every time you hear a baby crying on this show, finish the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) oh man well if if it's a podcast with me then most likely we're all finishing it tonight (laughs) right on um oh oh i was just gonna say i'm glad we've got the rules established go right on ahead ben (laughs) so what's the most annoying experience you've had with a theme park employee hmm God, most annoying experience I've had with the oh 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 okay so there we go. I'm wow, so, you were like channeling Jim Carrey for a second there. Oh, here's the rundown because this pisses me off more than anything is because I was thinking about it and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not exactly sure who to think of because most experience I've had are with good ride operators and most of those good ride operators are coaster enthusiasts. So I thought of great America and I was like, well, there was this one time where last night of the ride on a uh, railblazer, my friend stapled me as hard as he could on the restraint and back row. So I was like, well, that wasn't nice. But then thinking of that made me think of this guy and this dude pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> So there's this guy named Michael. He's an uh, older gentleman who works Railblazer and a couple of other rides at Great America. I will say his name because enthusiasts, be warned. Um, I wear like um, sunglasses with like a a tie on them or whatever. So that way it keeps them on. And first of all, like there's a single rider line for Railblazer. So if you're there and you wait patiently enough, like they'll let you on kind of thing and just fit the rows because it has a capacity of eight people. So the single writer kind of plays a huge part. Um, This motherfucker, when he was grouper would walk as far as he could down in the station to look at the line and call out for a single writer. Even though he knew that there was a single writer right there, he'd be like single writer, a writer, two writer, three, da, 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 da. And like, 
I didn't have a problem with it, but it was like every time, every single time he wouldn't just be like, all right, well, here's the single writer for this cycle. I'll just put him on now. Every time he would go looking first. And then if there was like three open spots and I'm not shitting you when I say this, if there are three open spots that he couldn't fit, he wouldn't let you on anyway. Yeah. I've dealt with people like that before. That's so fucking annoying. But even when he was unloader, uh, so the unloader at Railblazer, they're the ones who grab all the items and they like check the people and everything. And he would always ask me, are my sunglasses on? And I, I'd show, yeah, I have a strap. And like, I'm literally marathoning this thing. So I'm literally walking back around. I'm wearing the same jacket, same sunglasses. I haven't changed my face. Go sit down. Are your sunglasses? Like, are your sunglasses tight on? And I'm like, yes. Yes, they are. And this happens every single time I go to Great America. Oh, so yeah, he's a he's a class act. So when I see him at other rides, I'm just like, you have no power over me here. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) Like, what are you operating, demon? Yeah, no, thank. I'm good. (laughs) Damn. Well, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, so I'm really glad that because I was I was having trouble thinking about an experience, but I'm glad right now in the moment I got to scream in your guys' ears and figure it out. It's all good. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Do you have any Rob Alvey stories? Who? I've never heard of her. Um, Rob Alvey? Uh, <laughs> shit. I don't I don't have any general Rob Alvey stories. My problem. <clears throat> My problem with Rob Alvey never really stemmed from <clears throat> ever talking to him as a person. Um, he has blocked me, so let's let's get that out of the way because I have agreed with people on things. So that's enough reason to block me. But um, I just remember the issue is is that Theme Park Review has some of the best POVs out there. Like they're stabilized, mounted cameras. Those are my favorite things. They have multi angles. Like it's everything you could ask for. Except the one thing you didn't ask for was him fucking talking the entire ride. Yeah, I know. And a lot of people can agree with me that I don't want to hear like, we're going a little left turn, like all the time. But I think that bothered me enough to where even when he'd call every inversion a loop-de-loop. Oh, yeah, that's annoying. That I was... Hate, um, I'm not a fan of the twisty. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a video that I did uh, on my Instagram, which you can check out by checking out the Coaster Do 808. Self-plug, don't care. Uh, that is, um, it was like shit GP say. And there was a point where I went, uh, Vortex has six loop-de-loops. And then the next scene, I'm throwing up in the toilet because I was like, I'm sorry, that last one made me think of Rob Alvey. And that still holds true. And in, in fact, I feel like I just gibbed a little in my mouth. but yeah he's he's honestly like he's a very trashy person even though i don't know him personally but the things he said on twitter twitter about fat shaming people and even people who are like trans and all that kind of stuff i just don't stand with like from the get-go so that already makes him a terrible person let alone everything else so he okay so i used to read his site back you know i think i found it probably back in like 2002 or something um so back then when they used to post they used to do like their uh, park index and then they used to have like you know the r2003 visit r2004 visit whatever 
they would like really make fun of people. They would just, there was so many times where they'd post like fat people and then, you know, say like some things just shouldn't be in swimsuits or whatever. And like, they were so bad about that shit. Well, it just goes to show you karma gets you. Right. Well, I don't think he's even realized that it's, it's gotten him yet. He's too. It's too. He's too big. It's not penetrating him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally, I, he's too big. But that goes to show, like, what happens to a lot of people once they move to Orlando. <laughs> like I swear to God, it's a thing. You know, I thought about moving to Florida only because of the roller coasters out there. But you're right. I do not want to end up like him. He he yeah. is the floor of the white man. <laughs> Everybody becomes like a Disney vlogger mom. Yeah, even the guys, <laughs> even the guys become Disney moms. Yep. Just think of how many kids of this generation are going to grow up and aspire to be like Tim Tracker. <laughs> oh my god! Because like uh, you know that like. They are all total Karens. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Where it's like, uh, I have this many followers. Like, I shouldn't have to pay for admission or whatever. Those are the people that are spreading coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, seriously. Those, and then they, and, you know. My from- child doesn't need a corona vaccine, okay? It causes <laughs> autism. Like, well, even just like, you know, like coughing in public and, oh my God, when I go through security or the last time I went through airport security, there are still people just like openly coughing. Mm-hmm. Like Karen, it was, it was like kind of like old dudes in cowboy hats and Karens. Uh, yes. Yeah, my favorite combination. Oh, that's, that's a traveling act. Cletus and Karen. <laughs> Dear God, that's All like right, when I was in you, Vegas, the Air, Vegas airport, and I saw the dude, old dude of the cowboy hat, take like a nasty shit, walk right out, adjust his belt, cough openly while exiting the bathroom without washing his hands. Yeah, dude, I just think about that sometimes. Where there's people who like, I when I go to the bathroom at Six Flags, who like don't fucking wash their hands, and I want to tell them to, but like I'm on break, and what am I gonna do? But like, right. it's 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 hard, man. It's just when I see them, I don't get near them. Ugh, ugh I hate that thinking about that stuff. Well, then let's not think about it. Let's think about overweight guests. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Can you? So, yeah. Segway. Segway. <laughs> it seemed like you had it covered, but in your experience, what park has the most overweight guests? I was like, you guys are asking me. I'm just here for the ride. Um, so I'm going to kind of flip this one because um, I've never been to Dollywood, so I can't say that. But um, what, the most underweight guests? No, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I shouldn't say flip it. I'm going to kind of add a little bit to this. Um, Discovery Kingdom probably for me, because I've been there so much, I've seen the most overweight guests, but it's kind of this weird little, I like to call it a fucking coaster enigma with this shit. So you guys have all ridden um, like in premier trains, right? Yeah. Like uh, Skyrocket 2 kind of trains. 
mm-hmm. uh, with the seatbelt, not the actual comfort collar. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you would feel like with those little bucket seats and then the seatbelts, like our ver- verifying for riders is probably going to be pretty minimalized um, just because of the fact that, you know, we don't want anyone who can't fully fit in the restraint going through that barrel roll up top 150 feet in the air and potentially something happening. Right. Um, so Joker also has verify with seatbelt. And I have never in my entire fucking time working at Six Flags have ever seen a guest be told they cannot ride Superman. I have seen it at Joker on almost a daily basis of people not being big enough to fit into the seatbelt or not being able to verify on the restraint. But on Superman, I have had some big guests come through and they verify seatbelt and restraint every fucking time. And I'm like, am I missing something? Because I feel like they shouldn't be (laughs) fitting in this. (laughs) Well, I mean, but they do. Those are really deep seats. Maybe like, uh, you know, premier figured it out. I mean, maybe so, because I thought about that when I was thinking about these questions. I'm like, overweight guests. I'm like, well, I mean, there's just a bunch of big people on Joker. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck about Superman? Like, that's, it just throws me off because I like, I go to push down their restraint and I'm thinking, okay, it's not going to light up. And then it lights up and I'm like, oh, enjoy your ride. Okay. Walking away like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that Why? Crazy I mean, good job on Premiere, but. Well, um, on, on a side note real quick, Ben, are you okay? Cause I hear, I can hear you breathing pretty hard right now. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Is that, is that you, which I know you're not feeling well, but like I hear it and I'm like worried that like you might be over like talking yourself right now and like cutting your breath. Oh shit. Now I'm worried about it. That did- <laughs> no, I think, uh, I, just, uh, I think. I think I'm just holding it really close to my face. That could be it too. And I'm just, just making hard. sure before we keep. No, that's fine. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, perfect. So, um, what's the most overrated roller coaster? All right, so I'm gonna keep it to um, coasters that I've ridden because obviously it, you could go about saying, "Hey, this is a coaster that I think's overrated," but. I, if I haven't ridden it, then like, why am I going to judge it? But um, everyone's going to love me for this one because the most overrated coaster that I've been on is X2, hands down. Ah, oh. well, why? What do you not like about it? So, this Wait is what di- I just ran from the bathroom. You said X2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said X2. <laughs> no, wash your before, hands ben i'll start grilling them wash your fucking hands yeah, i'm washing them right now all right no 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 no. hear me out because x2 is in my top 10 all right it is in my top 10 it is sitting at number seven i think gently at number seven um but here's my problem with it the first drop in the raven turn are amazing like when you're diving out of the raven turn all that just it's so good the rest of the ride though is nothing like it just it neanders around a turn and then it will flip you on your back and then like i know that there's people who are into like rougher rides and i am too but like i don't want to get fucking beaten up every single time on that ride 
It's just it's it's pacing wise when it comes to that kind of thing is just like it's great for the first like fifteen seconds, and then the rest of it's just kind of like okay. No, I mean I see what you're saying, and compared to the other two fourth dimensional coasters, I would probably agree, but I just haven't been on those. But I kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, and so I I rode X two three times when I went to Magic Mountain. I think it was three. No, 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 no. I rode it four times. I rode three in one day. I did front row first and uh, first ride of the day, first train, front row. And I got off of that thinking that's not as intense as everyone says it is. Obviously, it's the front row. Like it's it's fun, but people who say it's disorienting, like I don't, I have good like motion perception, so I my body is like aware of where I am at all times. So it doesn't really like throw me off kilter of like where I am. But I got off and I was like, yeah, this isn't that bad. And I did like row five and then I did row seven outside seat by myself. And my back was screwed up for about three months after that incident. <laughs> oh man. I see. That's what I, I love back row outside seat. It's like my I favorite li- one. It's like one of my favorite ride experiences. There's a, yeah, and I did it again, except this time I did it with Airtime Thrills. And so we were both in the back row uh, together. I did inside seat, and that was a much better experience. And like, I was actually able, I'm actually able to put my hands up on that ride the whole time. Like, Chris is like, I don't know how you fucking do that, because, you know, that ride's abuse, but it's a good, it's a good abuse. If you can, if you can say that, I don't think you can, but, you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know, like, I look at rides that are complete in like, everything. So like the layout, and all that, like, so my top five is number five is Twisted Colossus, four is Ghost Rider, three is Gold Striker, two is Joker, and one is Railblazer. And they're all just complete rides, like they have, from start to finish, just elements everywhere. And I just don't feel that same way with X2, but it's still in my top 10 for, for now. That's good. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I love that ride. <laughs> Falls out of my top 10. You're like, all right, let's burn him at the stake. I mean, shit, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's like that great. I mean, it's top 10 for me. It's somewhere up there. But that's the thing is it's like it's it's not that great. It is top 10, but it's not that great. So when I look at people who are like, oh, my God, it's the best coaster in California. I'm like, OK, no, it's not. <laughs> I can name about three other roller coasters that are better at that park alone. <laughs> so I don't I don't get the hype behind it, but I still enjoy it. Oh, man. You know, now thinking about it, that is my favorite roller coaster in California. oh shit all right well this has been fun guys uh you can check me out on no i'm kidding um yeah i don't know i i rank it number four in the park behind um uh full throttle tatsu and twisted colossus okay full throttle top 10 (laughs) yeah um there's a funny story behind that full throttle actually isn't my top 10 i think it's number six no no, it's number seven. X2 is number eight. That's what it is. And it was because, uh, this is actually a story, going on the trip to Magic Mountain, um, I hear a bunch of shit about full throttle. You know, it's half a ride. It's over before you even realize it, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going on this trip, and I had no, like, 
interest in the ride. I'm like, I'm just going to get the credit and go. It ended up being the last credit of the day for me. And it was on a Friday and everything was dead. So I'm like, okay. So I got on full throttle and I ended up marathoning it like 10 times straight. And I think it just like really sunk in with me as like a really fun ride, even though it was short. But then the next night, uh, Analog Thrills, who's another good guy, which um, uh, he's he's a pretty cool kid. Uh, we went and rode it at night at front row. And that just sold it to me as number three in the park. Like it just, that was some unreal shit at nighttime, especially when that tunnel was like strobing and you just go flying through it at 70 miles an hour. Yeah, I guess similar experience. Um, I wasn't expecting much at all. Like it was the first thing that I rode when the park opened. And I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to ride this, I guess. I didn't really expect to like it and ended up actually really liking it. So, and that's maybe, that's, maybe that's, that's all something that, you know is just underappreciating rides will teach you to appreciate them kind of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and that was, and I think the other part of nighttime that was so cool was you know you go through that 160 foot loop, and in the daytime you don't think much about it, but at nighttime, the minute you hit the top of that loop, you look forward and the whole skyline is like lit up with like beautiful like lights of the city, except it's all upside down. <laughs> Yeah. So you're just like, whoa, shit, okay. <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty surreal experience, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that loop is really good. Yeah. In general, yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris got one-clicked on that ride when we went uh, on Saturday. And the only thing keeping in the seat was the seatbelt, so that was kind of a fun time. Nice. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I just hear him screaming through the loop. This is so unsafe, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Noted. Noted. So, um, what's your opinion on Topper Track? Like, what do you classify Topper Track as? Oh no, this question. I fucking forgot about this question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm <sighs> okay, Ben. I, I under I've heard your argument on this every episode. It's. I have the same argument every episode. I know. So I'm only going to say it because this is my opinion. I personally think it's wood. I know that it is a steel top that the wheel sits on both on the top and the bottom. So it's not like wood normally, but it is the steel plate and then the eight to 10 plywood. And I consider that a wooden coaster and some newer wooden coasters, their upstop part of the wood does have steel underneath it too. So it's just like a plate steel, like the same as on the top of the track. Yeah, I guess like really with the rail thing, um, I mean, it's why wooden coasters just don't work. It, you know what I mean? It's like basically RMC is like, all right, here's why wooden coasters don't work. And so we're just going to, you know, make it modern and swap it out with steel. And now it's a good ride. So, but I think that's yeah. kind of, that's really just my complaint is like, if the ride can't go to shit because it's like a wood entirely wood structure, it's not quite, it's, it's like hard to rank it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going from a traditional wooden coaster, then right to an RMC. It's like, well, the RMC is always going to be up there. And I think that's the thing too, is it's like, when it comes down to the argument is if like, it's a wooden, it's, it's a wooden coaster in my opinion, but it's not traditional. And, but even so, if it's not traditional being its own class of wooden coaster, it's still a wooden coaster. 
It's like how El Toro is a prefab. It's different than most wooden coasters because of the way it's like constructed, but it's still considered a wooden coaster. Yeah, like, it's kind of like it's like wooden asterisks. Yeah. Or asterisks. Right? I don't <laughs> what you know what I mean. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something something dark side. I got you. Uh Ben, remind me to download a sound effect for us. We need a <laughs> oh, like a air, but yeah. So <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, Orion, <laughs> is it a giga or no? Where's that sound effect when I'm going to tell you that it is a giga? Uh, I mean, because people have brought it up before, and I'm just going to say the, the most simplest thing, in my opinion, is you are dropping for 300 feet, which should put it as a giga. And I actually have a, I actually have an argument I had with someone, and I wish I would have looked up the messages so I could actually call this person out because this was stupid. But they were giving Orion shit, even though the ride isn't even built yet. Well, this was back before it was even built. They're like, it's not even a fucking giga, and it's gonna suck and everything like that. And in the argument, I stated, okay, well, what about Apollo's chariot? Oh, then that's what it is. He was saying Orion wasn't a giga. He didn't say anything about it being terrible. And I was like, okay, well, what about Apollo's chariot? Because that's like like 100 and something feet, but it goes drops 200. And he goes, well, I'm not counting that because that's actually a good ride. And I'm like, <laughs> like, Orion isn't even fucking built yet, child. Like, why are you fucking being like that? People are just terrible. People are just terrible. Like, I mean, 98% of enthusiasts are, are great people, 2%. Like the Robs, they're pretty shitty, and I try not to get involved with them. But it's just like the whole thing where Orion sinks 0.6 or shrinks 0.6 feet, and then it's not a gig anymore. Like, really? You're gonna you're gonna be like that? It's kind of like flat earthers trying to prove the world is flat. <laughs> we have flat Earth members around the globe. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, like, it's gonna be something some like conspiracy people are gonna try to do like laser measurements in the winter and the summer to like get yeah. the exact height but they'll and then, so do in the corner with glasses just like well actually just like <laughs> shit bust out six decimal places bust out a fucking like meter stick that like goes 300 feet <laughs> just retracts and like extends up and it's like watch this <laughs> I mean, no one. It's like a measurement app on my iPhone says it's actually 299.6 feet. No one's actually going to measure it. So I guess Kings Island could have gotten away with it. But, you know, that's the thing, too. Is it's, and that, I don't know. Like, I know, like, for the most part, you guys do it just because it's fun to fuck with people and to tell them that it's not a giga. But then there's the people who deliberately like say shit like, you know, well, Apollo's Chariot's actually a good ride, so we're not talking about that. Like, all right, so what if I went and said that Apollo's Chariot isn't a hyper? How would you feel? It's like, to be fair, I don't think we've ever said it's not a giga. I think we just kind of alluded to it and made fun of the fact that it's two eighty seven. Well, it's 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 started a war, my friend. I'll tell you. But actually, to be entirely honest with you, um. Gigalite, that term that you created, I think that should be a thing. Yeah, like, why not? Most definitely. Like, freaking, like, Goliath at Laurent should be a hyperlite. Or, yeah. Like, shit like that. It should be a whole new classification. But since everyone wants to nitpick the fuck out of shit, you know, 
Well, I had this book as a kid where that classified <clears throat> Steel Eel as like a junior hyper coaster. Yeah, like that. And it, it, part of it comes down to Intamin when they made Millennium Force, you know, coined it a giga roller coaster by its height. But like, that's the same thing as freaking uh, B&M classifying their hypers as hyper, even if some of theirs aren't even 200 feet. Right. So, but as far as, like I said, as far as I see it, if you are dropping 200 feet, it is a hyper. If you're dropping freaking 300 feet, it's a giga. And if it drops 0.6 feet or shrinks 0.6 feet, it's still a fucking giga. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Shrinkage. (laughs) Honey, I shrunk the giga. Actually, yeah, there we go. Remember that one. All right, so uh, do you have any buffet horror stories? Not buffet horror. Well, okay, does Dickies count as a buffet? Uh, no, but you can go ahead. It's a good if it's a good story, tell it. I I don't have any buffet horror stories, but I've gotten food poisoning from Dickies. Oh, I can imagine oh, that fuck. too. Yeah, I was like out for like a week and a half, and then right after I caught the flu. Oh shit! So um, yeah, it was. I think the most uh, significant sign of how much it like fucked me up was uh, this was when uh, before this when I first started like dancing because that was what I was doing back then. Um, I did it for almost two years straight. Like every single day, whether it was like five minutes or an hour, I would practice and do something. So I did it for two years straight, and then I caught the or I got food poisoning, and then I caught the flu. And when I went back to dancing, it was so long and my body was so like weak that I, it felt like a whole new fucking language and it was weird. But yeah, so I, I have not eaten at Dickie since I would just not take the risk. Like I don't even like barbecue food that much anyways, except for certain exceptions. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, would you hear a story how someone put, um, like, like a bleach cleaner into the lemonade container on accident? And then a woman drank it. <laughs> no. No, yeah, but was... I mean, I believe it. Yeah, that one was fucked up. It honestly just seems like a restaurant that grew too quick. And they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Still don't have their shit together. I've never eaten at a Dickie's. Uh, well, um, my personal recommendation is to never. Clearly. Yeah, that's just me. No, no, go ahead. Go do it. See what happens. Have have a good time. (laughs) I'm good. You know they're going to have coronavirus hanging out after all this shit. Uh, True. Very, very true. So, um, cotton candy. Is it a candy or a snack? Personally, I think it's a snack. Uh, Because I, I quantify candy as like, uh reese's or hershey's or something like that like a solid like form i don't really consider cotton candy to be candy because it's not like a solid sugary thing it's just a sugary snack like sure snack can qualify as like uh something that fills you up but to me i don't really see it that way so i i'd I'd say snack yeah that's a good answer that's totally fair a very quick unfulfilling snack (laughs) Agreed. <laughs> Melts in your mouth and in your hand. <laughs> oh, that's that's that sounds so bad. Uh, 
<laughs> oh shit. But yeah, no, it's a snack. <laughs> well, like what about funnel cake or ice cream or like ice mm. cream on funnel cake? Wow, shit. Way to add the the winning combo there, the one two punch. I'll actually still pick ice cream. Um, I like funnel cake, but I won't have it all the time just because like it, it, it can be too much, like too rich at a time. But um, I will do ice cream, even though I'm lactose intolerant. Um, I get over it because it's worth it. Um, team team double fudge brownie, you know what's up. If anyone's listening and they like that flavor, then fuck yeah. I, I salute you. Wait, team double fudge brownie? Oh, yeah. You never, you never had that flavor. That's what the jerseys say. I was thinking of a. Never mind. I was thinking of like an Urban Dictionary definition. You know what's funny is when you re-asked me that question, I assumed you were thinking of an Urban Dictionary definition because <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound right, but it's delicious. So I don't. I don't fucking care. That's when you take it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not that type of show. <laughs> what do you think this is? Right, this one. Ha. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that gay. When a person wears one pair of underwear for several days and then flips the same pair of underwear inside out to wear again for another few days, the act is usually performed by those who practice poor hygiene and selective laziness. The common end result is a thick and potent load of fecal matter buildup inside the underwear oh. between the <laughs> I should have probably like read review it before I started reading it. I mean, I okay, hold on, hold on. Here's this is a good uh, use of the word though. We tried to have sex, but when he got naked and threw our undies on the floor, I saw the inside of hers was smeared with a double fudge brownie, which made <laughs> my boner go down quick. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> Oh, we've officially completed initiation. (laughs) Oh, God. So a team double fudge brownie is like several people. (laughs) It's when it, oh, it's when an entire family runs out of toilet paper during the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, timely. Uh, Game day, bucket go boom. What the fuck? This is just for me saying, oh, this is my favorite flavor of ice cream. Not my favorite way to wear underwear. I swear to God. <laughs> That's right. Max is on Team Double Fudge Brownie. So. Yeah, fucking sign me up. Whatever. We're going to be running out of toilet paper anyway, so we're all going to be Team Double Fudge Brownie. <laughs> can't Can't be a Double Fudge Brownie if you go commando. <laughs> that's right that is absolutely true just take a shower every time you shit it's fine or just shit in the shower get it <laughs> <laughs> i've heard about people doing that it's disgusting yeah yeah that, like that's a real f- <clears throat> jesus are you alive over there <clears throat> fucking triscuits get your corona together damn it no, it's the fucking Triscuits. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, like that's apparently a thing. Like a certain percent, like a sizable number of people, um, like in the U.S., actually shit in the shower. Ugh. I'm surprised they can somehow put together a statistic for this. That means I mean, people you know, are doing like, it and admitting to it. Yeah, I don't think that or question's on the census, but there's landlords <laughs> that are like, "Quit shitting in the showers, asshole." Zach, they'll they'll say it because they don't give a shit. They already gave it to the shower. <laughs> oh man, don't be a shower shitter. Don't. <laughs> Don't be a sh- don't and don't be a shitty shower shitter at that too. If you're gonna shit in the shower, then shit right, asshole. <laughs> Get out the shower and go on the toilet. Literally, try to aim from the shower to the toilet. You can do it. Just don't do it in the fucking shower. Or just do what I do and just do it in the Wendy's cup. Give it to someone. <laughs> call it a frosty. We got really oh, off topic, real fucking fast fuck? because of ice cream. <laughs> Uh, we'll give it to Rob. This is what happens when people get into quarantine. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, crazy paper, but like toilet paper, that's a hot topic right now because chances are a lot of listeners might not have toilet paper. Maybe if we talk about toilet paper, it'll wipe their butt for them. So if you don't have toilet paper, (laughs) take a shower every time you shower. Not in the shower. (laughs) Do not shit in the shower. Take a shit first, then take a shower. So what have we done for guidelines of what not to do? Do not walk into restricted area zones. <laughs> Let, do not do shit like that. Do not shit in the shower. Oh, fuck. Don't be a fence jumper. Don't be a shower shitter. Don't be a Rob Alvey. And don't be an Orion no. hater. Don't, don't do a, a frosty Karen. when you meant to do a twisty. <laughs> Wendy's That's not Wendy's. soft serve ice cream. <laughs> and don't do a double fudge brownie, please. Yo, we're still talking about shit. Two Let's girls, move on. Cup. Zach. <laughs> All right, case closed. Uh, next question, please. <laughs> Have you ever seen one guy, one jar? Isn't that where he sticks the mason jar up his ass and breaks it? Yep. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Man, I feel so uh, pop culture right now. <laughs> yeah, that pop was... Pop uh, goes the mason jar. <laughs> yeah, that was like a 2003 thing. Fuck, was that that <laughs> long ago? Yeah, I think so. Oh, because I was born in 94, so that would have made me like nine. <laughs> Did you see it then? <laughs> no. Oh fucking hell. No, I think it was later than that. Like maybe 06. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I think it was after TPR days. And it so was like, after oh. two girls one cup. I think I think he did it because of TPR. Maybe. He saw Rob Alvey and he goes, "Man, that guy really just wants me to stick a mason jar out my ass and break it." Remember he had that shirt that was like I love big dumps. Oh yeah, yeah. that that <laughs> is him. Dear God, <laughs> it was it was the guy from the Firefest documentaries. Ooh, the one that was like about to suck dick for water. 
<laughs> I mean, shit, you got to drink. They're like, they're like, if you don't put a mason jar up your ass, we're not delivering the doilies to your daughter's <laughs> wedding. It's like, well, shit, guess we're doing this today. It's like, oh my God, this is the weirdest terrorist demand ever. <laughs> oh my God. They're like We, we want to blow up on E-bombs world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. All right. So uh, last question here. Which mouse do you prefer, dead or Mickey? I get to be the first person, I think, on this entire show to say, I prefer dead mouse. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think I am the first person, and I'm not saying it because I will be the first person. I'm saying it because, one, I can't stand Disney, and two, I love electronic music, and Joel Zimmerman is a legend. So, For sure. Well, I'm with that. And that's what this question exists for, so I'm glad we got the uh, that answer. Yeah, and... Yeah, I just, I don't like Disney. And uh, it's funny, too, because, like, I don't even, I, I like, with Dead Mouse, actually, the one thing I loved the most that he ever did was never even electronic music. It was a album called Seven, which was seven piano pieces based off the Seven Deadly Sins. And it's probably some of the most beautiful shit I've ever heard. And he composed all of it. So, nice. like, major respect to that. But, yeah, his music's pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, I dig his music. Yeah. But, no, fuck Mickey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, we got definitely a couple takeaways here. Yo, well, to wrap up around here, we like to pay tribute to a dead ride. So, since you're our guest, you get to pick. What ride are we paying tribute to this week? All right, so my tribute to a dead ride is going to be to Roar at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. And the reason why is because I became an enthusiast last year in March, so I'm actually coming up on my one-year anniversary in four days. Oh, that's that's cool. I didn't even fucking know that. Uh, (laughs) Because March 21st is when I rode my first coaster that made me an enthusiast. But um, so... I when I went to this or oh my fucking god when I went to Marine World back in the day in junior high I was still too afraid to ride coasters even though I liked them like I was that kid who played roller coaster tycoon but like watched like uh, fucking music videos of Cedar Point and shit back in the day when they had like a, a demon drop like that's how old these videos were and um, but I was still fucking scared shitless to ride them but I did ride Roar once back in the day and i rode it in the front row and that was my first time experiencing like a heavy duty like wooden coaster like a gci and the reason why i'm tributing to that is because it paved way for the roller coaster that made me an enthusiast which is the joker so i have to give my thanks to the ride that basically gave its fucking structure up for the coaster that brought me into this community and uh, into this world of roller coasters. So, yeah, pouring a 40 for that motherfucker. <laughs> for sure. That ride looked awesome. I'm bummed I didn't get to ride it. Well, I think the GCI Millennium Flyer trains are definitely much better than the PTCs that are on the one at Six Flags America. So, 
But yeah, um, I wrote that one. I enjoyed it. The layout was really good. It's it's funny because the Joker is the most to the key when it comes to the layout because they couldn't really expand on the ride. But a lot of like the the switches, like the directionals, are different. So there used to be a tunnel, like uh, kind of like with like a little overhead on Roar, and you would head to it flying towards the station, kind of thing. But on the Joker, they reconstructed it to where you're going the opposite direction in that part, and I thought that was kind of cool. But um, it's actually really cool because at the Ace uh, Fright Fright Fest thing, we all got a piece of Roar. So they used to sell wood that was part of the structure of the gci coaster and i have it sitting up on my bedside right now so nice yeah it's a nice little way to remember that ride but yeah i mean i'm thankful for its existence because without it we wouldn't have uh wouldn't have one of the better rmcs out there thanks for joining us max dude thank you so much for having me guys actually i i really I've been looking forward to doing this and I didn't honestly think that I was going to get a chance to, but being able to be on it and just right now with all the shit going on, this is a nice little break because I've had a very bad day, but it's been really good to be able to talk to you guys. So, Well, glad you enjoyed yourself. Definitely on this quarantine shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're all in this together, you know, just remember like that musical once said. What yeah. what one? High High School Musical. <laughs> oh, I never saw that. That's all good. Zac Efron never actually sang it in anyways. It was just someone singing for him. I mean, that so just surprise me. It it ruins the whole experience. Well, damn. Damn. That damn, damn. Zac Efron. Damn <sighs> Zac Efron. Where the fuck is he now, anyways? Not you know what? Who cares? <laughs> For real. Um, so go go give Max a follow on Instagram, the coaster dude eight oh eight. Yes, yes, and I should be hopefully working on new YouTube video content, uh, especially because we're all quarantined. So that's also the coaster dude eight oh eight. Um, yeah, but mainly Instagram. I also have a Twitter. It's coaster dude eight oh eight. And if you really want to fuck with me, I also have Snapchat, which is also coaster dude eight oh eight. Send him dick pics. Please don't send me dick pics for the love of God. I will sue you. <laughs> no, here's the annoying part where I get our plugs in. Please, you're already on an app listening to this. Give us, likely Apple Podcasts, but whatever app you're using, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Doesn't matter what the fuck it says. Although still, nobody has taken up Ben on his free t-shirt offer. What? Yeah, what and... I'll take him up on his free t-shirt offer. How the fuck you do that? All right, so here's all you got to do. You leave us a five-star review and tell us what year we met. We've talked about it on the show several times. Fuck. (laughs) I didn't realize that was part of it. Where do do I do that? Leave us a five-star review. Tell us what year we met. It could be the title of the review. It could be in the body of the review. Anywhere. Just uh, leave that as a, as a review. And um, you know what? Even if you don't know that info, just leave us a five-star review, please. I know it takes a few seconds, but it really helps us out. We get uh, discovered a lot easier by people who are listening to other roller coaster and theme park podcasts, which helps us out a ton. 
Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, all that shit. We got stupid memes. We got shit that might make you laugh, that might piss you off, might might may, might make you want to block us if you're a cheap park in the Dell. <laughs> we have shirts available up on Amazon. They are fifteen bucks a piece. Awesome. They come in a whole shit ton of colors. Awesome. Um, and they're not going to get shipped right now. So. <laughs> But they will soon. Um, but yeah, um, we have a Patreon if you're feeling real generous. And we'll give shouts again. Thank you, Logan, for uh, becoming a patron. And um, it really helps out the cause here. And especially now with the quarantine going on, Ben, I'm sure you and I are going to be doing a bunch of bonus content for our Patreon following your patrons over there. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot, a lot. Of- <laughs> Don't sound too excited about it. There, he's just trying to feel better. Yeah, that's that's fine. Man, like, don't expect a hundred percent out of us because we are in quarantine. But bonus episodes. It'll just be like a slow progression of like mental health into like cabin fever. Yeah. Right. It'll just become a, an entire podcast about like shitty urban dictionary definitions. It'll become a historical artifact of uh, the coronavirus. A documentary. <laughs> wow, this is what people went through in 2020. But yeah, legit. Give us money. Thank you. That's. Uh, but we promise it's worth your while. You'll get a shirt. Or some extra shit from us, and uh, you know we're doing we're doing something here. We're saying shouts to our patrons, so we're doing the minimum at least and giving some bonus episodes. Um, but we got some cool rewards set up there, so go check it out. And fuck it, I think that's all we got. Yeah, believe, 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 believe. That's all, folks. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What a way to end the show is now we're all dying. Thanks a bunch for listening. And until next time, your favorite favorite coaster. coaster.